Welcome to the Travel Like a Boss podcast, the radio show all about traveling like a boss by being your own boss. Stay tuned for weekly interviews featuring guests that have built their own online businesses. If you would like to have access to our entire back catalog, visit travellikeabosspodcast.com for instant access. And here's your host, Johnny SD. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Johnny. Welcome to episode 49 of the Travel Like a Boss podcast. I'm here this week with Chris Wachu from the journey to eightlimbs.com. Hey, buddy. Hey, what's going on, Johnny? Thanks a lot for having me. Yeah, thanks for being here. Uh, so let's start off with uh, how we met. Um, I've been a huge fan, huge follower for the past couple of years at least. And, um, you know, I've been following your Muay Thai blogs and uh, another blog you had as well. And uh, just it pretty much changed my life. Like the more I read about it, the more I became intrigued and... You know, that's I've pretty much been, been stalking you pretty much, <laughs> just, just because I, I, it's really inspiring. So you were, you were down in Phuket for a while at which gyms? Um, my main gym was Elite Boxing, which is now, yeah, Elite Boxing, formerly Manop Gym. Okay, but did you ever train at Tiger Muay Thai or Phuket Top Team? Uh, yeah, my first time I trained at Phuket Top Team. Okay, and did I meet you down there? No. I, I, I kept thinking <laughs> I did. So the first time I met you was up here in Chiang Mai? Yeah, it was Chiang Mai, was it? It was last year, yeah. Okay, and so last year when we met up, what were you up to then, and what are you up to now? So last year, I was just in, um, as Tim Ferriss would say, mini retirement mode. You know, I, I just moved out here, and I was just focusing on Muay Thai training. I was doing traveling, and uh, I was just relaxing, just taking it easy. I wasn't really thinking about business at all, and that's pretty much all I was doing last okay. year. and now? Now I'm doing a lot of things, so I'm doing the training, but not so much. Now it's pretty much e-commerce, and that's been my main focus for the last two or three months, pretty much. Okay, cool. And so you, you're another member of Anton's course, AntonMethod.com, but you also do Muay Thai. Yeah, so, so Muay Thai is what brought me out here. Um, obviously, when I read about your blog, I came out here for a month. That was about two years ago. I was working on Wall Street, and I was also going for my MBA at the same time. And I was—I told my boss, I'm like, "Listen, I need a real vacation, not just bullshit one or two weeks." I'm like, "Let me let me get a month off, or I'm going to kill somebody." <laughs> and uh, so I came out here, trained, and um, and yeah, I got into Muay Thai, meditation, a lot of different things. Okay, cool. So in this episode, I I, I want to talk about those three things. I want to talk about Muay Thai. I want to talk about meditation. I want to talk about marketing. <laughs> I guess e-commerce. Sure. Those, those are kind of a nice balance and it's kind of the three things that that were a big part of my life as well so it's actually it's actually it's actually perfect uh so you're out here in Chiang Mai now you just made the move yeah I just got here Wednesday night um made my woke up the next day made my first sale first two sales and then right now I just signed a lease for my new uh new apartment yeah so I've seen this place it's it's dope what are you gonna be paying for it I'm gonna be paying 7,000 baht it's a two-bedroom dope view dope balcony a lot of digital nomads are living there shout out to my homeboy Ben he hooked me up so I just want to say thank you for that uh so have you calculated that in US dollars yeah actually I did so (laughs) as soon as I get the deposit I was like 7,000 baht XC currency 218 dollars I was like, wow. And this is a big place. It's, <laughs> it's, so it's, um, it's a one-bedroom apartment. And so you walk in, and it's like living room and kitchen area, right? Mm-hmm. And there's a nice balcony. Yeah, nice balcony. Yeah. Pretty big, actually. And then a big um, like a big bedroom as well. Yep. You know, and a good-sized bathroom. Good-sized two bathrooms, and the view oh, is ridiculous. Bathrooms? Yeah, one in the living room and one in the oh, bedroom. That's crazy. So it's a two-bath <laughs> for 200 how much? $218. That's insane. 7000 baht. You know, so uh, for those who want to come out here to Chiang Mai, there's, I mean, it, it's a huge community now. I mean, let's talk about some of the people you've met so far. You've only been here for a few days. Yeah. So my first day, um, like I said, it was it was almost like being back in high school. Like I met all these new people. I was a new kid. So I met Dan from Positive Atmosphere. Uh, we went to the e-commerce uh, meetup afterwards where you gave the speech. Met a bunch of people there. The people at Pun Space met everyone there. and I've met so many people so far. It's really helped out. That's cool. So, yeah, so I gave a, a random speech the other night and it wasn't really for any reason. It was, um, there was a bunch of guys who met up through one of the uh, Chiang Mai groups. There's like a kind of a digital nomad group in Chiang Mai on Facebook and you know, I got invited to it. And I, I had no reason to go, so I skipped out. And then I heard it was 25 guys, the first meetup, sitting around in a dark restaurant <laughs> talking about e-commerce and dropshipping, and, but none of them actually had a store. <laughs> so I don't know what they were, what they were talking about. But I, like, and then afterwards, they, they mentioned that um, my name came out a few times. So I said, you know what, what you know, I'm happy to come and just 
share whatever knowledge I have. So a few days ago, it was it just happened to be Chris's second day here. So, um, I, you know, I went to give a talk, ended up being about an hour, and I just you know basically just gave the basics of what I've learned um, about e-commerce, about drop shipping, about you know. You know, and it just kind of, and I did a Q and A, and we didn't record it or anything, so sorry about that. Um, the only reason I did it is because I, f- I feel kind of almost like a bond f- from a lot of these guys. Because a, um, a year ago, I was in Chiang Mai, and I was just figuring it out. And I know most of these guys are broke. You know, um, a lot of them are either you know on a budget, traveling on a budget. A lot of them are English teachers. You know, kind of making a small salary. So I knew none of them could actually afford to pay for like a coaching session or anything. And I was like, you know what? A year ago, I would have loved someone to sit down and, and, and tell me these things. So I'm just gonna do it. Mm-hmm. So th- that was pretty cool, and it, it was fun. Yeah, I, I, that's really cool. Like you said, like that's you know kind of giving back. And I think you definitely, obviously you've affected me in a positive way. I think if you didn't blog about your journey, I would have had no idea about any of this stuff. And for sure, I think doing like that helps a lot of people. I think it's really cool to give back. Yeah, and, and you know, what's cool about that is everyone is, has already taken their first step. One of the reasons why, you know, there's no way I could spend time helping everyone out. Like let's say in the US, there's probably, you know, a thousand people in the US thinking about it. But the fact is they haven't even made that first step yet. You know, the first step is really to either try to get started with some kind of store or even to come out to Thailand for like a mini retirement or something, kind of like what you did. The fact is the people that are out here, they've at least made that first step where they might not be making money online yet, but they're out here, you know, even if they're still hustling and, you know, trying to build a business or they're teaching uh, or they're just going to kind of just get getting by however they can. The fact is they made that first step. So I know they're, they're serious. That's a huge step. And I think that's why I didn't mind helping them because I know that, you know, they've already shown that they're, you know, they, they're on the way to, to doing it. Mm-hmm. For sure. I think, I think just being in the lo- location, that's one of the reasons why I moved from Phuket to here is to be surrounded by this community, to be around like-minded individuals, you know. I think just making that first step, which is scary a lot for a lot of people, you know, especially if you come from the typical 9-to-5 world, to say, oh, I'm going to pick up and move to Thailand, like, people would be, would be crazy, you know, but it's, it's definitely the right direction. So, so tell me about your old job and where, where you used to live. Um, so I'm from New York originally. I was working on Wall Street for working on Wall Street for eight years um, in a technology support position. And at, at the same time, I was going for my MBA. So I was slaving away, you know, it, it was good money, you know, it, that's what allowed me to do the mini retirement, but it was just soul sucking, dude. Like I'd be in there at 7 a.m., just miserable, being surrounded by people that just did not want to be there either. And they just made you miserable. It just sucked the energy out. And um, it, it was it was hustling, you know, like you'd get on the training floor, it'd just be absolute chaos, you know, and I, I was just like, I can't do this anymore. I had a collapse lung actually twice when oh, I was man. in my 29. I think it was from the stress, you know, it happened right during when the recession came. And I think for sure that the negative energy I was around had a, did that to me. Yeah, it's crazy. You know, I, it's almost, I almost forget about how negative a lot of people are back in the US. And it's supposed to be one of the most positive places in the world. You know, everyone's into the secret law of attraction. Everyone's into yoga and self-help. But it's still, I mean, most people are just unhappy. They're overworked. They're stressed. You know, they, they kind of, they feel like whatever they're doing is not really, you know, it's not, it's, there's no purpose of it. Exactly. And it's like, it it's so true like how they say money isn't happiness so it can give you freedom but it does not give you the happiness and that's why i felt like i was missing and that's why i wanted to do something else and they come to thailand yeah and you know muay thai was the, the perfect you know first step uh how did you get into muay thai so so when i watched your your one of your motivational speeches it was right around new year's and um you know you're like just do something new just try a new experience and it was new year's i'm like you know what i you don't make new year's resolutions i think they're corny i'm like my opinion is you should always be improving every day of the year but i was like you know what let me let me hold myself accountable so i was like you know what johnny does muay thai let me try muay thai so i googled a gym and i went for a free session and absolutely fell in love with smashing pads you know <laughs> like i like to work out but going to the gym with dumbbells is just it gets mind numbing so muay thai became my new addiction and this is in new york this is in new york yeah evolution muay thai okay shout out to shout them. out to them <laughs> that's what i mean and muay thai is getting pretty big now i mean it's so for those who don't who, who don't know muay thai is thai boxing and that's where your the name of your blog come from, right what yeah is, what is the journey to eight limbs so so when i first moved here i wanted to like just keep in touch with my friends and families to let them know so eight limbs is uh that's not the name for muay thai because you're using your fists your elbows your knees your legs and obviously you have two of those so that's where the eight limbs comes from and uh that was just my my, my name for the blog all right yeah and so you know yeah muay thai is known as the what the art 
part of, of eight, eight limbs. limbs. Yep. And what I, I know what it has taught me is it has been invaluable, not only for for business, for health, um, but also just pushing myself. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, it, it's I, I still think it's one of the hardest sports, hardest workouts in the world. For sure, it's you know I had my first fight back in February, and that was the first time where I really took my training to another level. I took it serious. I was doing the twice a day sessions, you know, and it just those two to three hour sessions, one at 7 a.m. and the one at 4 p.m., you're just so, you know, drained afterwards and you don't have energy for afterwards. And um, yeah, it's, it's, I I enjoy it though. Like it doesn't feel like two hours, three hours when you're doing it because you're in the zone, but um, it's ridiculous shape. And I also like it, like you said, for the me, like the mental aspect, like pushing yourself, it's really taught me how, I learned how tough I can be and mentally disciplined I can be when I need to. So it's kind of giving me that confidence, which has helped with the business side. Yeah, I I agree as well. Because for for me, like, you would think that by doing something like Muay Thai and competing professionally and get into a fight, you just want to fight everyone on the street. No. (laughs) But what that actually does, it actually humbles you because you realize that there might be a guy half your size that comes to the gym, you know, especially these skinny Thai guys. They might only weigh 100 pounds, but they'll kick your butt. But it also gives you that confidence where you know that if even if a guy's twice your size and let's say this big, you know, corn fed drunk guy <laughs> at a bar, you know you can handle yourself and you know that you actually have training, you've actually been through it. So then you don't, you know, you're not going to get scared. Uh, so in that aspect, it's helped me a lot, kind of just in my pers- personal presence and, you know, and it's almost a, a good mixture of both being humble as being, and being confident at the same time. Like my girlfriend actually commented on it earlier today she's because I, I got angry about something and she's like i would hate to be a guy that you're angry with because you know like they would you know because the way that you look at them the way that you point your finger like makes it feel like you know you're gonna freaking smash <laughs> the death stare seriously yeah. but the thing is i haven't gone to a physical fight any kind of alteration since i started doing muay thai yeah same with me and but it's one of those things where you know, I think maybe right in the beginning, you're like, man, I wish somebody would, you know, come up. Or I wish somebody would come up. And then they don't anymore. Maybe it's because I don't hang out at bars anymore or things like that. But, you know, back before I trained more tight, there's been plenty of situations, especially back in the U.S., yeah. where, you know, where some drunk guy comes up and he wants to start a fight. Mm-hmm. But now it's, it's one of those things where I'll never go out of my way to start one. But at the same time, people don't come up to start a fight with me. Uh, first, because I'm in better shape. But second, I think you know, people, guys can kind of sense it. They're like, man, this guy, he's not scared. You know, he's also not, you know, he's not being aggressive, but he's not scared. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, there's probably a reason why he's so, you know, he's so comfortable. Yeah, comfortable in your skin. You got that confidence. It's, quite, it's like a quiet confidence, you know, that's it's body language. Yeah, but what, what that's done for my, my business, I guess, is now I know, hey, sometimes things are hard and sometimes things punch back and mm-hmm. you got to keep pushing forward. You know, if if you think starting a business is hard, try getting punched in the face for five rounds. <laughs> just yeah, seriously. Like you just have to suck it up mentally. You know, like you said, that's that's helped a lot. Like you want to quit, your body wants to quit, but mentally, you're like, no, nah, I'm still in this game. I'm still gonna focus. Yeah, I made this goal, made this commitment. You know, whatever it takes. At first, I gotta put it. It's not even just about the actual work itself. That you know, that night that you're you had a fight. It's those eight weeks beforehand mm-hmm. where you're you know dedicating your training. I mean, that's basically the exact same amount of time it takes to get your first sale after yeah. starting a store. The the exactly, and that's you know that those eight weeks was super hard, and the, the training camp, you know, you really have to be dedicated and focused. And exactly, that's like it's similar to the business. Like, you don't know if you're gonna make that first sale. You don't know if you're gonna win the fight. But you know what? You have to you have to put in the time and the effort. You have to put the practice in. You have to have your basics, your foundation. You know, it's it's definitely similar to business. So I remember you you emailed or your Facebook messaged me. On I think it was no you I think you emailed me on I think it was July twenty third or yeah. something uh-huh. with your list of possible niches yep and then a few days ago which was almost exactly two months later yep you emailed me saying hey I'm in Chiang Mai and I just made my first <laughs> so yeah so I bought Anton's method the nineteenth um I I'm I have I have like OCD like when it comes to like quantifying and, and, and writing things down so I have a spreadsheet and um so yeah the nineteenth I bought Anton's course then a couple days later I emailed you and uh, we still have that email chain going but it's it's crazy it's like what you said life changes quick um within two months I had that first sale and I was like holy shit this is this thing works like you know like it's it's were you tempted to stay in the U.S. until you made that first sale? No. No way. I mean, I've been living here in Phuket mostly for the last 16 months, but no, there wasn't There wasn't any... I would, I would never... At this point in time, I have no plans on going back to the U.S. Like, this is... My main reason for doing this is because I want to be able to continue this long-term travel. 
And um, no, I think I think it's even if you're not making sales, I think it's important, like you said, to come out here and be surrounded by this community, be around I mean, the energy. This is a lucky time because I mean, honestly, a few months ago, everyone left, you know, because it was uh, the start of the like the burning season where, oh, where yeah. the, you know the farmers burn all the smoke, so everyone kind of started traveling and. I you know I I I think I went to Saigon for a month during that time and I it went on a couple of vacations but I always knew I was like you know what Chiang Mai is my home mm-hmm. and the only thing that is missing it from it is people come and go mm-hmm. but right now this very moment there's probably how many people do you think are out here oh geez like just in punch space I mean just like it's like fifteen twenty people like I said like I've, I've met in the past two days and mm-hmm. I think as we get closer to the retreat more and more people I look on the forums people are like oh I'm I'm coming next week like. It's gonna we're gonna multiply like gremlins. <laughs> yeah, it's cool, and it's random too. That like, I mean, I'm not very good at keeping track of who's coming and going because you know, because I have my own life and do my own thing. But it's I always get Facebook messages, emails, where people just show up and they're like, "Hey, I'm here," and I. I feel bad sometimes because I know, in, especially if it's their first trip out here, it's such a big deal for them to move halfway across the world. You know, but to me, I'm like, oh, hey, man, you know, welcome. <laughs> like, welcome, up? join the club. Yeah. Ten other people did it today also. Yeah, just grab, yeah. And it's, it's like a weird world we live in. <laughs> it's definitely weird. Like, what we consider, I was talking to Ben about this, to that, to that girl at the shop, and, like, what our definition of normal, like, for me after, like, you probably the same way, like, our definition of norm is so skewed from the typical nine to five life. Like, oh yeah, you know, we just picked up, we do this now. Like for other people, it's like a huge life choice, life change, you know? Like for those people, it'll have like some culture shock, I guess, you know? But for us, it's just like, yeah, normal day, you know? Like just pick up and move and be a nomad. Yeah, I mean, and congratulations, for, you know, to the people who make the move to come out. I mean, the sure. only reason why sure. I don't spend more time trying to, like, convince my friends from back home to mm-hmm. come out. I, I mean, have you tried that? So I've definitely been preaching to people, you know. And like I said, it's the only people that have come to visit me out here so far since I moved out here in the last 16 months is my parents and my youngest brother. They came back in November when I first met you. And, um, you know, when I went home this for a month back in June to New York, I was telling my friends, like, listen, come come by, you know, I'll show you. People was like, oh, yeah, this, that, and, you know, but it's not until they booked that flight, but no one, no one's come yet. And I think it's hard for people, unless they've actually been here, you can preach on all you want and you can show them videos, but until they actually come here and smell the air and meet the people, get that first massage, yeah. it's going to be hard to convince people that flight is is brutal also yeah it's a long flight but it's it, man, it's worth it's it. worth it for it's sure it. like they're literally the for me it's that moment i walk outside like i like i'll have to check in my hotel take a shower but it's that moment that minute i walk outside and even if i'm still in bangkok for a night you know just the first day i'm in thailand mm-hmm. especially when i'm back in chiang mai and i'm just like man that was that was worth the 18 hour flight <laughs> definitely definitely like i, I had such a big coolie smile when i came back into uh to phuket yeah back in uh july I came back from after for three months after traveling. And I was just like, home. Thank you. This well, is home. The thing about Phuket is for people in the you know back home, that's that's the place you've heard of. That's paradise. <laughs> it's it's certainly paradise. So that's that's where I've, that's pretty pretty much been my home base for the past year and a half. And um, you know, growing up in New York, I didn't have beaches or anything like that. So when I first came out here to Thailand, I was like, I want to live in a tropical place, be by the beaches, and it's beautiful. It's relaxing. I, I was just asking, and I actually still recommend to people because I try to put myself in their shoes. Like, uh, I have a f- friend named Karen that I went to college with, and she's coming out with her husband. And she asked, you know, where should, where should I go in Thailand? And I said, go down to the beach, straight to the beach. Uh, I said, skip Bangkok. Don't even come to Chiang Mai unless you have more than a few weeks. Just go straight to the islands. Because if, especially if you only have a week or two, you know, I, mm-hmm. I always encourage people to come out for longer. But if you've never been to Thailand, just go straight to the beach because that's what you that's what you envision Thailand to be. You don't envision it to be mountains, yeah, even yeah. though the mountains are beautiful. You know, you don't envision it to be a co-working space. Even though <laughs> you, know, you want to you know, be on a white sand beach. You want to scuba dive. You want to you know just chill out. Looks like Coconut. a postcard. Yeah, yeah. So Phuket was cool, but there's a lot of downsides to Phuket as well. Yeah, and it's like so it's. Like like you, I came out here from Muay Thai, and you know it's there's so many gyms out there. The way the way that digital nomads are attracted to Chiang Mai, Phuket's the same way, except it's for people who want to do fitness holidays, whether it's working at CrossFit, doing BJJ, you know, coming out here to learn Muay Thai and lose a lot of weight. There's so many gyms, and they make it the combinations um, super easy. So you can just pick up, sign up, pay one fee. But like I said, it's like for me, you know, my, a lot of my friends were from the Muay Thai gym and I couldn't really talk to anybody about, you know, the stuff that we talk about business. That's why I was like, I need, I need to, to kind of change it up. Yeah. And, and it's easy enough to just move from Phuket here. I mean, yeah. it's, it's like a two hour flight. Two hour flight. 
only 1300 baht air asia which is like, like 45, 45 bucks, you yeah. know <laughs> super cheap exactly well to... the cool thing about that is on the flip side you can live in chiang mai if you want to spend a couple of days on the beach hop on a 45 dollar <laughs> flight and you're on a world-class beach mm-hmm. one of the best beaches in the world for sure it's funny because like when i emailed you a couple weeks ago i was like oh i'm coming september 2nd i ended up pushing my flight for two more weeks because i was just like i can't leave the beaches yet so like i i stayed down there for two more weeks but yeah it's 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 a very relaxing environment, very sabai sabai, which means like relaxing, and it's it's a tropical island, man. It's, it's awesome. Yeah, what I didn't like about Phuket, though, however, is it sounds perfect on paper mm-hmm. because so the problem with islands that are too small is they don't have anything going. There's no movie theaters, or you can't get you know you can't you know get anything. You know, like you literally sometimes have to take a boat off of the island just to buy a toothbrush. You know. <laughs> So that's the problem with the super remote island. But Phuket sounds like it's the best mix. It's still a nice island, nice beaches, but you have a mall, you have, you know, uh, big supermarkets, you have all that. Mm-hmm. But to me, it doesn't feel like an island at all because of that. Yeah, it's pretty well, It's pretty developed now. Like, Soi where that's where you stayed. Like, even after I came back after seven months, there was new hotels, new massage places. That place is... I'm actually kind of afraid for it because I think it's going to be over, well, overdeveloped soon. It's going to kind of lose that, that charm to it, which is a, which is a shame. Yeah. But I mean, I understand for for people that want to come out for a fitness holiday, and, and that's a great point they bring it up. So Thailand now has uh, eco holidays where people want to come and you know live on a farm, or they want to oh really um, yeah, or they want to like let's say take care of an elephant and volunteer things like that. Uh, there's the medical holidays where people want to come out and get dental work done, or um, yeah, or you know any kind of plastic surgery, or, you know any kind of health thing, and. There's new fitness holidays, which is basically people come out. I mean, some of them come out just to lose weight, but some some people just want to get immersed in the fight camp. Mm-hmm. For me, uh, I have a blog still, it's myfightcamp.com, which I don't update that often anymore, but has like years of information on there. Very and useful. Man, basically, I documented all the gyms I went to, the cost of literally everything from you know a glass of water <laughs> to a coconut to how, you know how much um, the cheapest meal was because I was on a budget so that was really interesting to me at the time and I actually still get people who, who buy the book 12 weeks in Thailand and they love it because for them it's that, that first step you know so if it's if you're on a budget and you want to come out and live as cheap as possible or if you want to do Muay Thai or MMA or live at these gyms that's the, the book to read but now I have Life Changes Quick so that's my second book have you read it yet? Yeah so I actually bought it I bought it uh, right when you when you when it came out, and I only got to read the first six chapters. But um, yeah, I like it a lot, and it, like I said, it goes behind the details as to how you met the different people. But yeah, definitely check it out. It's been a good read so far. Yeah, so it's it's almost like chapter two of of, <laughs> of the Johnny FD journey, I guess. Where you know, um, twelve weeks in Thailand is the first four years actually of my life. So it's not really twelve weeks. The reason why I called it that is. I would typically come for 12 weeks at a time. I would do a three-month um, fight camp, I guess. Right? I would train Muay Thai full-time, try to lose as much weight as possible. I'll take on a fight, and then I would either go back to the U.S. or I would just take a break because your body's destroyed, you're tired, you're exhausted, and you're like, okay, I'm done for a while. And I would just repeat <laughs> at a different gym every single time. Uh, and it was fun. I, I really enjoyed it, you know, and it was cheap because even though – a lot of these gyms are expensive. I mean, there is some of these gym, just the gym membership is three hundred a month, yep. which is a lot more than the U.S. Um, like, what did you pay for your multi gym in the U.S. New York? It was about like twenty. I paid per class. It was twenty dollars a class, but you could get a monthly membership for like I think one hundred and fifty. Okay. And that's New York prices, you know. Yeah, and out here it's three hundred for a month. Yeah. Why do you think that is? You know, I always. I always try to figure that out because, you know, everything else is so cheap here. And it's like you would think because there's so many trainers, so many former champions teaching, it's like the market's saturated. But I really don't know why they're able to get away with charging that much. I'm just waiting for one day for one gym to be like, all right, 100 bucks. Start, and start <laughs> undercutting each other. Yeah. <laughs> that would be nice. I think it'll happen eventually. But I think the reason why it's so much is you get a lot more uh, out of these these multi gyms and camps out here than you would back in the U.S. Like back in the U.S., they want you to go to your job and you know stay there until 6 p.m. and they have a, an hour class or mm-hmm. a 45 minute class and then they're like, I right, go home. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That's there's definitely a difference between old school. Muay Thai training out here, which is, I guess I want to use the term more authentic compared to the U.S. In the U.S., you know, you're, you're holding pads for your partner. You're not having one-on-one time with the trainer. Here, you get to smash pads with, like I said, a former champion. He's holding it for three rounds. It's almost like a private lesson. Yeah, and, and that's, I, honestly, it is it is worth the extra price. It is expensive, though, so for I, sure. I do understand. Uh, but it's that, 
I think what it is is that experience. So the reason why I originally wanted to go to a, a fight camp or MMA camp or Muay Thai camp was because I was watching The Ultimate Fighter. <laughs> so that's the UFC reality show where I just dreamed. I was like, man, that would be the life. And I, I think that a lot of these gyms down in Phuket were just like that. Oh, for sure. Yeah, like especially like, you know, I trained at, like I said, top team like where you are. And, you know, you're surrounded by these fighters and it's, it's a really cool environment to, to surround yourself yeah. with. You and know? some of these guys you've seen on UFC or, on, you know, 1FC or, at, you know, just fighting on TV. Yeah. And uh, at Elite right now, which is like a Brazilian-owned gym, Chris Cyborg is actually training there right now. Okay. So it's, it's pretty cool. You see, you see, yeah, UFC fighters, yeah. MMA I, I've fighters. I've hung out with guys like Roger Horta. Yeah, I met know. him also, yeah. Yeah, it's a cool guy. He and said to say what's up to you, by the way. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. I mentioned, I was like, yeah, I'm going to Chiang Mai. He's like, say, say hi to uh, Johnny for me. That's uh, cool. Uh, cool. Shout out to Roger if you hear this. <laughs> and um, who else is there? Like, Hoy- I met Hoist Gracie down there. Wow. Uh, you know, I met a lot of big name guys. And, you know, become good friends with certain guys like uh, Nick Gregorius. Like, I can't even say his last name. Mm-hmm. But he's you know, one, one of the best black belts in the world. And he just came out with a new book. Um, I think it's called... Have you, have you read it? It's called um, <sighs> The Black... I think it's The Black Belt Blueprint or something. I'll, I'll put a link to it in the show notes. Uh, but it's actually a really good book. If you guys are at all interested in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, it's really written comprehensively. And <clears throat> you know, he, it's good for people who are just starting out. But also, if you're already you know, been doing Jiu-Jitsu for a few years and you want to take it to the next level... But what I think <clears throat> Chiang Mai is, so Phuket is the, the fight camp mm-hmm. um, of, the fi- or the fight club even, yeah. uh, <laughs> you know, of, of fighting. Mm-hmm. And Chiang Mai is the fight club of entrepreneurs. For sure, the fight club, I like that. It's, it's definitely like a fight club here, you know. You, the first day at, at uh, Punch Space, people are like, you know, so what do you do? And I'm like, uh, do drop shipping, anti-meth, and, and people are just like rolling around. I was like, oh, another one. I'm like, yep, yeah, join the cult over here. It's like, it's like a fight club. I mean, we're basically taking, taking over half of the, the co-working space. <laughs> yeah, I, I, everyone there is, is there. It's funny, Ben was like, at the new apartment we're going to, he's like, we're going to have Ben space because now we're going to have space over there and there's not going to be enough room at Pun Space. Yeah, and... Uh, what I'm gonna do is I made a video, uh, a tour, video tour of Pun Space, and I'll post that up in the show notes as well. And basically, you can see, you know, facilities. It's, it's a really nice place. And then, you know, I I just quickly went around and asked what everyone did. And there was some programmers, some graphic artists, and some designers. And then it was like dropshipping, 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 dropshipping. <laughs> and I think it's just a good business model for people in Thailand, especially people who are getting started out, mm-hmm. because. There's almost no overhead. Like, what, what, what did you actually spend to get started? So, yeah, so I was actually calculating the other day. So I've, I've spent around roughly, like, maybe $1,000 on, like, the course, um, the retreat, membership for Pun Space, graphic design, marketing for PPC. So, yeah, around $1,000 I've spent so far in the last two months. All right. And so the first sale you made, how much was that worth? So that first sale was about 130 and then the second one was about 120 So the first day I made, like, 250 Okay, and that's in profit, right? That's in pro- I mean, yeah, in profit, like, after shipping and Shopify right. fees. And are you planning on making more sales? <laughs> oh hell yeah! <laughs> like I've been like I've been like I've been working on my website the past couple of days. It's like even even still, you know. But like I definitely plan on it's it's addictive feeling. Yeah, I sure. mean it's pretty crazy if you think about it because after four days like that, you made you made back everything invested, and you know you're gonna have the site for five years. Mm-hmm. And so basically after those first you know four no maybe let, let's say eight sales mm-hmm. just to be you know just to be um, on the on the easy side. After that, everything's just pretty much profit. Everything's gravy after that, man. It's insane. It's insane. Yeah, it's. It, I actually bought your course also, Olap. Okay. Uh, I think that for sure helped help me with the conversions. Okay, cool. Uh, so I don't talk about Olap because that's kind of for uh, members only. But it's it's one of those things where I basically go through and do a screenshot of my of one of my demo stores and show you things that I've done to my stores to make more sales. And the only reason I don't talk about it is there's not really a point if you guys don't already have. A store especially if you're not already making sales um but you know it, it is one of those things where i really feel like it it was like the best thing i can do to s- almost sit down with everyone and say hey look these are the things i've learned to make more sales for sure for sure and it, every i mean everything you need to get started is you know on these courses anytime method and it, it helped me you know so the retreat, tell us about that. Uh, the retreat, that's October 7th. That's a week long. So Anton's putting that together. And that's going to be a week of like getting expert guest speakers, meeting other entrepreneurs. So my goal was to have my first sub before the retreat to really make it worth it and to kind of light, light a fire under my ass. And, and you still got that first sale three weeks before that. So yeah, thank you. Thank yeah. you. I met that goal. What did you do to celebrate that first goal? Um, 
What did I do? I went, I guess, you know, we all went to the, uh, the barbecue place after the meeting, and uh, I, I really don't drink that much nowadays, so I'm kind of a beer stomp, so the place had good German beers. Okay. So I actually treated myself to a nice German beer with my, with my ribs. Nice. And the ribs are good, right? Oh, they're really good. And I just don't eat pork that much, and I treat myself to eating pork, too. <laughs> nice. Yeah, because in, um, in New York, I went to a couple soul food places, yeah. especially kind of in, the, in Harlem, mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're good. They're really good. I think the, the ribs here are very similar. Yeah, I was, I was actually surprised, because usually I'm like iffy about stuff like that. I'm like, yeah, they call it American, but it's not really American, so yeah, just, I'll definitely and, go back. And the ribs are, I mean, how much was it? It was only three fifty baht. So, so that's like about 10, 10 bucks, bucks yeah, yeah. and it includes all you can eat salad bar. Yep. And it's a big portion it's big of ribs. Big portions. And that would be easily be twenty dollars in the states. Yeah, easily, easily. Really good food, very tender. Yeah. So yeah, that's how I celebrated. Yeah. Yeah, yeah well, that's a nice celebration. It's good to set these goals. So I I always talk about setting goals. I mm-hmm. talk about my blog all the time. You know, if you follow me on on Facebook, look for uh, Johnny FD. I'm always putting up you know little memes and stuff. Like I think today's was um, the reason why they don't have commercials for Lamborghinis like why you've never seen a commercial for for Lamborghini on TV is because people that can afford it aren't watching TV all day <laughs> that's so true and I was like get to work <laughs> it's funny you said that like see, like I started listening to pod- I only started listening to podcasts when I started doing the dropshipping and I listened yeah. to yours and when I first started listening I, I went through all your episodes I saw these guests I'm like you know what one of my goals is to hopefully make sale and be a guest here on, on Johnny's show. And well, like, thank you, thank you so much. For, I feel honored. But like, it was just really, that was definitely one of my goals as well to, to make it to be here. Yeah. And you know what? Everyone listening at home, that is a very attainable goal because really all you have to do is have an interesting story, be successful and actually travel. So if you come out to Chiang Mai and you have an interesting story and you, you're actually successful, you're not just, you know, like, I mean, there, there's a lot of people who actually want to interview. I'm kind of, in the back of my mind, I'm just kind of waiting for them to start making sales or start being successful. And it doesn't even have to be jobs for me. It can be with anything. You mm-hmm. know? There's like a, one of the last episodes was Miriam. She got became um, successful with doing voiceovers. She's the, the, the intro of this podcast. And a year ago, there's no way I would have had her on the show because she wasn't making any money yet, you know? But now she, you know, actually is, you know, it's a real business for her now. Mm-hmm. And she's making pretty good money. She has enough to, to fly back to France and just live there and not even work. And just, you know, just do a couple of voiceovers here and there. <laughs> and that was a true story. So that's why I had her on. Cool. Um, I'm, you know, my goal actually is to get my girlfriend on soon mm-hmm. because she quit her job. She, you know, she used to teach. And now she's helping me out in the morning with my e-commerce store. And then afternoons, she's working on her own things. Oh, nice. You know, she's learning uh, about dropshipping. And that way she can start her own store. But in the meantime, we had made a Udemy course together, which we, you know, the only reason why we did that is because, I mean, it was, it was basically, there's only two, three ways I know how to make money online. One is to write an ebook, which takes so much freaking time <laughs> and you actually don't make that much money from it. So it's one of those things that I only suggest people do if they actually are passionate about it and don't really care about the money. <laughs> uh, the second is the dropshipping store, which I know works. But it also takes a lot of time. You know, it's one of those things you can't, you know, you, some people make it work just working on it, you know, in their free time. Um, but even though for those people, they have to really want it to work for, for to really make money from it uh, or to really even get it live. Like I knew there's one guy that was working a 40 hour a week job and then he'd work on a store afterwards at night. And then on Sundays he'd stay at home and work on it and he made it work. I mean, yeah. now, now he's making enough where he quit his, his, uh, his old job and now he's out in Thailand. But for most people, it's one of those things where those first two months you, you have to put in the work. I mean, how, how many hours were you putting in? So I was looking at my sheet today and, um, in the beginning, I was doing like 15 to 30 hour days. And then in the last four or five weeks, I looked at my spreadsheet and uh, I was doing on average 35 to 40 hours. But the thing is, let me just say this, like it doesn't, I don't feel like it's, if I've been putting 40 hours, like, yeah, it's the long days, but you know, I can take a break, go to the beach, work out, meditate, and then go back to work, do three or four hours, bang it out, and then do something else. Like, it's not like where I'm, I got a boss looking over me at an office job and I'm stuck there. like. Like I said, the 40 hours, I've actually enjoyed this whole process, this journey of learning all the skills. So it, it really doesn't feel like a normal, like a 40-hour work week for me, to be honest. Yeah, that's true. And, you know, but it's still one of those things where, you know, you kind of have to put in the time. And she didn't Definitely. have the time. She was working 40 hours a week, 
teaching. Mm-hmm. So the only time she even had time was either an hour at night, which I didn't want her working. You know, I wanted like, cause I had just got done working the whole day. So I'm like, you know what? Let's, let's go for a nice dinner. Let's chill out. Let's, you know, watch some TV, let's relax. So that was kind of off limits. And the only time we actually had time was Saturdays mm-hmm. because that's, you know, a weekend. We had not, nothing planned. Uh, and Sundays, you know, it's good to take a day to chill out and relax too. So we don't want to work the whole weekend. So what actually made sense at the time was to make that Udemy course together. So if you guys haven't checked it out, it's called Small Talk. I'll, I'll put a link to it in the show notes. But um, basically, you know, it's something that we did over two or three months. Actually, it was you know it took it took a lot more time than we wow. thought because it's a lot of videos, um, a lot of editing, a lot of you know a lot of writing for it. But it's up. Um, the last episode, 48, we talked about Udemy course marketing. We interviewed a guy named Grant who gave us a lot of great tips. Um, so now we have a ton of users on it, um, but <laughs> we still not made that much money from it yet. So um, our goal is, so you know, I'm all about setting goals. Our goal is to make 500 bucks from the course, um, which, you know, it, it's, it's a big and small goal at the same time. It's kind of retarded that I get so excited making $20 a day from this course when I'm making a lot more from my dropshipping store. But what I, why I get excited is number one, it's something I did with my girlfriend. Uh, so it benefits both of us. And second, it's kind of a whole new stream. Sure. You know, it's a whole new stream of income. Diversifying. Um, so, you know, so far we've made about a hundred dollars each from it. Wow. You know, which, you know, which is okay. Right. It's not, it's not a lot of money, but it's, you know, it's it's a whole other whole other stream. Sure. Uh, and the best thing is the reviews have been good. So uh, two episodes ago, I think it was forty seven. I gave away some coupon codes. Uh, if you guys haven't checked it out, I'll have a link to it on this one too. This is episode forty nine. But basically, you can go to udemycom talk and I think it's uh, TLab two gives you eighty percent off. So uh, if you guys want to check that out, and what the course is about is basically. You know how to how to have a strike up conversation. I mean, it's one of those skills where I sometimes forget how important that is. Sure, you know, that cause especially now that, networking. Yeah, because yeah, especially now it comes pretty easy. You know, we're pretty outgoing people. You know, Larissa's super outgoing, she's super friendly. And but there's a lot of people that travel or business people that you know, if you tell them to approach a stranger on the street, no way. They uh yeah, especially you know, being an entrepreneur, being your own business, you're pretty much marketing your who you are and. And you always want to be conscious of that. So you need to be able to have these social skills to talk to people, to look them in the eye, have that confidence, you know, that body language. And, you know, small talk, the course, which I actually signed up for, I'll leave a review. Oh, thanks. I appreciate it. Um, you know, it's, it's super important to have those social skills. You know, even that's not, that's not something you learn in school, but you definitely need to have it for, I think, to be successful in the business world, know how to talk to people. Yeah, so, uh, so we have that going on. And my goal is for us to get, you know, happy, successful enough with that. Uh, with e-commerce, you know, with her own dropshipping store too, and have her on on as guests because you know, as as nice as it is, you know, right now, like if when she becomes you know independently successful as well, that really opens up doors for our relationship, being able to travel, you know, be able to. I mean, I guarantee it. By this time, you know, next year or by next summer, our goal is we want to move to Europe for the whole summer. Wow. You know, because last, you know, this time she was nice enough to let me go on my own. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was hanging out there, you know, <laughs> and she was here working, you know, slaving away. Uh, but the whole time I was there, I was thinking, I was like, man, you know what? As nice as, you know, these castles are in Prague, it'd be nicer if, you know, I actually brought her out here and sure. we could enjoy it together. So yeah. that's the goal. Next summer, 2015, you know, Team LJ, Johnny and Larissa are going to be out there taking over Europe together, <laughs> nice. making money, um, and, you know, b- you know, both being location dependent. I, th- I think that's the next step, right? Sure. It's like the first step was trying to get enough money for yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the next step is... You know, have either your friends, your girlfriend, you know, your family, your loved ones, all successful. Yeah, definitely. You guys are going to be like the Jay-Z, Beyonce, you know? You're going to yep. be that superpower couple. <laughs> I like it. But yeah, it's like what Snoop Dogg said, you know, it's, it ain't no fun if the homies can't have none. Like, it's, <laughs> it's better to have money and enjoy it with your friends or family because I think that's just as important as well, you know? You want to be able to enjoy it with them. Yeah, I mean, and that's actually another reason why I had the blog, the podcast, because being an entrepreneur is lonely. Mm-hmm. You know, we're lucky that we have such a good community in Chiang Mai, but... If you think about it, even back in New York, let's say you were working on your Joshua store back in New York, how many people out of the 8 million people in New York do you actually know that can you can you sit down with and talk to about this? Exactly. Not not many because everyone's in that typical life script of, you know, an office 9 to 5 job and it's hard to bounce ideas and talk about the conversations that we would have right now. Yeah, even in New York, I mean even in San Francisco, you know, Silicon Valley, you would think it'd be easier there. I don't know anyone there that I could talk to about this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's 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 like I said it's it's kind of foreign, you know, and people, it's, 
it's not like I said, it's not the typical life script that people go. So you really can't, you know, bounce ideas around with people. And it's, you got to be able to surround yourself, I think, to grow. Yeah. And it's hard because so like Louisa had lunch with two friends uh, the other day and we actually kind of had a, it, it, it was, it was, it was hard because she came back, you know, she went there all excited. She's like, she, she told them, she said, you know, Hey guys, I, you know, I quit my job, you know, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm doing my own thing now. I'm excited. And they just started bombarding her with questions. Yeah. Like, like how are you going to pay rent? You know, how are you going to, you know, what about visa runs? How, you know, what about your, your, you know, your work permit? What about savings? What about Christmas holidays? What about, you know, and they basically just bombarded her with questions. Yeah. That's, that can be tough. It'll kind of blow your, blow this, you know, your motivation. You don't want that. Yeah. And you know, they weren't, they weren't doing it to demotivate her, you know, to them, they were concerned friends, mm-hmm. you know, with legitimate questions, you know, but that's the same thing when I was back in the U S and I was like, Hey guys, I'm moving out to Thailand to do scuba diving. Same questions. They're like, you know, what are you gonna do four years from now? I'm like, I don't know. You know, like stop bothering me about this yeah. stuff. And they're like, but you know, you know, what about this? What about this? And it, it just becomes too much. It almost yeah. makes you not want to move. Yeah. I, like I said, I got that a couple of times back home. Like when are you going to grow up? Like jokingly, but I'm like, dude, like why, why would I want to grow up and live a boring life like that you know like it's- yeah uh, i mean i so my my old friends on facebook never comment on any of my stuff anymore because they're just you know i mean we're just so different now and i almost feel like part of it is we kind of outgrown each other and the other part of it they just don't want to hear it right so the only time they do comment is they always ask when are you coming back <laughs> every single time because when i'm back there they're happy yeah. but when i'm here you know they they don't even comment they don't leave you know they don't like it in my <laughs> uh, so this time I commented back saying, I'm not. <laughs> I said, you know, I said, I'm not going back for Christmas this year because I'm going to meet my parents out in Taiwan. Uh, and because they're going to go on a vacation. So I figured, why would we go back to the US, spend the holidays when I can meet them out there? And it's, it's close enough. And I said, then next summer, I'm going to go to Europe. I was like, why would I go? You know, I have no, I was like, unless one of you guys are getting married, yeah. I'm not going back to the US. Yeah. And that, I get that question too. And to be honest, I, one of the reasons why I'm trying to set this location independent lifestyle because I actually wanted to spend half my time in Asia and the other half in South America. So I really don't, you know, plan on going to the U.S. and just visiting. I'm just like, maybe as I'm going through there, but I'm not going to go back for permanently. Yeah. Uh, what countries do you like in South America? Uh, so I, I only got to go to Peru for six weeks this, this past April, but I want to do like three to four months, start in Central America, go to Costa Rica, uh, Rica, Nicaragua, Panama, then go to Colombia, Argentina, Peru. Peru, uh, Ecuador, Brazil, hit up all the countries. Okay, nice. Uh, any specific reason why you like South America? Um, I went to Peru for an ayahuasca retreat to work with these plant medicines, and um, I just that's pretty big stuff over there. And, uh, you know, people are very friendly. It's like here and the cost of living can be a bit cheaper. So a lot of nature. I did, I did the trekking to Machu Picchu on a second day trek. Was that sick? Yes. It was probably the highlight of my trip. Five days in the wilderness. But I I would do that. I would go to Peru for their Machu Picchu. I would go there for Lomos (laughs) Votado and all the other good Peruvian food. Oh gosh. So good. So good. good. Uh, but then I would actually I would want to go to Ecuador and I'd, I'd want to hit up the Galapagos oh really yeah I think that'd be, be cool to go scuba diving out there oh yeah that's right see some of those uh, reptilians <laughs> uh, actually one of my goals besides so I don't actually know that much about Galapagos I, I don't know if it's one of those places that are super hyped up or people like it because it has um all this history, you know, all the science history behind it. But you know, I've been listening to some some shows about, um, you know, about the tortoises out there, and you know, it'd be cool to check out. But one place I really want to go that's actually in, out here in Southeast Asia is Komodo. Oh yeah, the Komodo dragons. Oh, man, Those that, look badass, yep, dude. That that's on my goal. All right, I, I have I have a huge list of goals, and it's it's almost stupid because they're not, they're not all monetary goals. Actually, no, yeah, all of them are monetary goals, but <laughs> they're not like. You know, I want X amount in my bank account. They're like, I want X amount from this new project, mm-hmm. you know? So, like, let's say, you know, if if I'm already making 3K a month from one of my dropshipping stores, my goal isn't, okay, now I want to make 4K. My goal would be now I want to make 1,000, but from a second store, <laughs> you know? And to me, that's more exciting than making another 1,000 from one of my existing. Sure. Just because it's it's a new venture. Yep, you new know? ball game. So, you know, what... You know, for once we make 250 bucks from our, our Udemy course, me and Larissa are going to go out and buy some gym shoes. What? Yeah. And it's like one of those, it's, almost, it's retarded because the gym shoes we actually want are Converse, mm-hmm. which are only about $30. <laughs> They're the, uh, the low top, you know, uh, 
you know, flat sole, like old school looking ones. Yeah. Converse. And the only reason we want that is we've been doing a lifting program called strong lifts five by five. Uh, shout out to the, to the guy who made it. It's a, uh, it's a free app. So you can check that out. It basically what it does. It's, it's a combination of, of squats, deadlifts, uh, rows, uh, overhead press and, one other thing, I don't remember now, but it's basically these five exercises that you do, and having those those Converse are basically flat shoes with no um, no cushioning, no heel, so it, it's just a it's just better for your form, mm-hmm. and it's we, we've been wanting it, we've both been wanting it, and I mean I could easily just go out and buy it, buy a pair, you know, but by having that goal in one place, it makes it forces me to work my butt off sure. and work harder, and you know, so I can hit that goal and then go out and buy those shoes, and then every time I wear those shoes, I'm like. Yep, this is this is you know these are the shoes. This is the gold watch. This is the shoes. <laughs> you know? It's good to have reminders. You know, it, it gives you that motivation for sure. You need that. Yeah, and there's so you know, and it's one of those things where I, if you go out and just buy something, like you don't really appreciate it. No. But if you work towards it, that's when you appreciate it. It, ma- it makes it that exactly because you realize how much time and effort, blood, sweat, and tears. You know, like you you see all that hard work's paid off, and it's manifest into this physical object that you can now. Hold yeah. in your hands. So actually, sitting here right now, there's I can already think of four things that that were were goals of mine. You're, you're trying to guess what they are? Four things that you that you physically have yeah, that you can see right now. Four things. Obviously the obviously the watch. Okay. So, oh no. So this watch is actually isn't the original gold watch. Really? Yeah. It looks exactly the same. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so the first one was a citizen, and so for those who don't know, it's the gold watch challenge. That was when I was trying to be a Thai millionaire. It was uh, I wanted to save 30k in the bank. It started with I think I I think I actually had a couple thousand already because my my store is already up and running. But I wanted 30,000 because that's a Thai million dollars. And I was like, I'm gonna go out and buy a gold watch. So I went out and bought a nice Citizen watch. I was happy. And then I realized I can't swim in this watch because it's you know they're not designed for swimming. And I was like, I I want another one, but I wanted to be able to swim with it. I want one that can go to 100 meters. <laughs> So I had my eye on a Seiko watch, and instead, of, and it wasn't that expensive either. But I was like, you know what? I mean, instead of having just going out and spending a couple hundred bucks on it, let me have it be another goal. So that was my Vietnamese billionaire <laughs> goal, <laughs> which is, you know, it's not, it's, it's about fifty thousand. So it's not, you know, it's not, you know, I'm really a billionaire, but it's a Vietnamese dong billionaire, and that's when I went out and bought this watch. Nice. Yeah, and I don't think I even told anyone about it. And no one, not a single person in the world realizes that it's a different watch. <laughs> they look exactly the same. <laughs> but hey, it helped you achieve those goals, you know? It gives you the motivation. Yeah. Uh, so what, what, else, what else is there? I'm looking laptop. Yep. So this MacBook Air, uh, I wanted so bad. When I first started my, my, my dropship store, I was, you know, I mean, if you guys want to know the, the story about, about the struggles I went through, lifechangesquick.com, that's the new book. But with this laptop, I was building my first store on a broken laptop that the hinge, the screen was literally falling off. You could see the glue in it. And when eventually that gave out and I had to put it into the shop for repair, I had to borrow a laptop. And, you know, so shout out to a guy named Cameron Parker who let me borrow his old PC. Uh, And I wanted, I mean, I was like, it it was justifiable. I was like, I want to buy a new laptop. MacBook Air is out. It's not that expensive. It was like $1,000 at the time. And I was like, I need it. But I did not let myself buy it until mm-hmm. I made a thousand dollars in profit from my dropshipping store. I said, if I can't make this work, I'm not going to go out and buy something that in hopes it'll make it work. Yeah. So I worked my butt off <laughs> on borrowed laptops uh, and broken computers to make that for sale. You're a patient man. I would have thrown the computer out. <laughs> <laughs> I was literally with one hand, I would hold up the screen because the the, the uh, glue resin was coming off. And I would only be able to type with one hand. <laughs> oh my god! And this is what Muay Thai taught me. I was like, <laughs> sometimes you know, like you know, your one of your your shoulders get thrown out, mm-hmm. or one of your shins is so bruised from you know checking kicks, or you you know you break an ankle while you're in the fight. You know, it's like you have to just keep you know you got eight limbs, right? Yeah, use a different else. one. Yeah, just keep I trucking. Mean, and and that's what it is. And la- the last one is actually this tattoo. Nice. So for oh, those, wow. yeah, for those who can't see, I have a jellyfish on my right forearm, uh, and actually I'll, I'll post a picture of this on the show notes. But the reason, so basically, the history behind this is I wanted a tattoo. I wanted a visible tattoo. I, you know, I, I had a couple on my back uh, and on one on my chest, but you can't see it if I wear a t-shirt. Uh, so I can always go back to the corporate world. I can always say, <laughs> I right, just didn't work out. You know, let me let me go back and get a job. But then I told myself, I said, okay. If I can go 
I think I forgot what the actual n- number of months was. I, I think it might have been like a six month goal or something, or even a year ago. I said if I can make enough money uh, doing something that's not a, a normal job and be able to support myself, uh, then I will get a arm tattoo that's visible, and that way. I know that if I ever need to, I can always have an alternative way uh, of making enough money to survive. And so when I when I first started working as a scuba diving instructor, uh, I think I was a dive master at the time. And I was like, you know what? I don't necessarily want to be a dive master for the rest of my life, but if I needed to, I could. You know, I can make enough money to get by for the rest of my life working as a dive master. So as soon as I, you know, those six months were up and I was like, all right, well, I'm, you know, this is, this could be a new career. I got went out and got the jellyfish and that wow. was kind of a symbol of it. Dude, that's awesome. Congrats. That's, I, I always like to hear stories about special tattoos like that. You know, it's, it's beautiful. Where'd you get it done? Uh, I got this done in Kotal. Wow. Yeah. It's a guy named Boo with a Siam tattoo. Shout out to him. Uh, and this is actually with, um, bamboo. Oh, you did bamboo. Yeah. Nice. So it's hard to tell because it has shading on it. And, you know, so episode 49 show notes, if you guys want to follow along. But uh, most of the time, I don't think there's that many people in the world who can do shading with um, a bamboo tattoo. And what a bamboo tattoo is, basically, they have a long bamboo stick and they just poke at your arm, tap, 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 uh, instead of using a machine gun uh, or a, a, a machine gun. Something like that. Tattoo gun. Tattoo Sorry, gun. Sorry, I'm yeah. like. <laughs> 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 so instead of using a tattoo gun, you know, they do the traditional way, and which you know is really really cool. Um, but you know, you can't really make it look as nice usually. Like usually the details not as nice. So this guy was really legit. Uh, I recommended him to a few people who, who wanted to get Thai tattoos, and they've all loved it. Yeah, I got I got one also my first trip. I got the uh, Hanuman saying. Right, right here, and it's like it takes a long time. Mine was six hours, but yeah, it's yeah, it's tap, tap, tap. You know, what? I think tattooing was another thing that that gave me. I don't know. I don't know if it's just. I don't know if it's patience or tolerance for for going through something that you don't like to go through. But it's it's taught me a lot of life lessons. You know, I think before I used to never want to go through any kind of struggle or any kind of pain uh, because you know that that's naturally as humans you just want to shy away from it. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of things in life that you kind of have to go through that struggle and. By committing to getting a tattoo, it's one of those things where you can't just say, no, no, stop, this hurts. You have to, if you say, I'm going to get this big full back tattoo and it's going to take you eight hours, you, well, guess what? <laughs> it doesn't matter how you know, difficult it becomes. You know, it doesn't matter you know, how badly you want it to stop. You ha- you've committed. You've got to see it to the end. Sure. And then not af- right afterwards, because right afterwards you want to pass out. <laughs> but I would say like, you know, let's say a week later or a few months later, actually usually a few months later, you look back on your back, you know, you kind of forget about the pain and you, you still remember that it was a lot to go through and a lot to endure. But now you know, hey, as, a, as uncomfortable as it was at the time, I, it didn't kill me. And now I have this tattoo for the rest of my life. I have this reward. I have something to show for it for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that also taught me a lot about, you know, how to just endure the struggle and go through the process knowing uh, what you want at the end. Sure. I, I, I was the same way, you know, when he first started, he started on my hip, and I just thought, "What the f did I just sign up for?" And I'm like, "I can't, I can't back out of it now." Like here, you started, like, "What we're gonna have a half tattoo?" Like, yeah. "No, you gotta, I gotta stick with this." And yeah, it just taught me to just like grin and bear it, you know, just get through it, do what you have to do. And that's, you know, that's the life lesson for life, right? For sure. And I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because I did, I was doing meditation at the time, and I was practicing, so I did like the first 20 minutes, I was just meditating, lying down when he, uh, when he started. But in terms of like struggle, you know, I think one thing I learned out here is kind of how to develop my mental strength and meditation has helped a lot. Now you did a meditation retreat as well. Yep. You, did, you did, yours was pretty hardcore, Swan Mock, right? Yep. So that's pretty hardcore. And, um, you know, that's, that's it's called a Vipassana retreat and that's 10 days at a temple. You're not allowed to talk. You can only eat twice a day. You're waking up at 4 a.m. You're meditating all day. You go to sleep around 10 p.m. Um, separate guys and girls. And every, your life is dictated. But in terms of life lessons, when I, I did mine here at Wat Rampung, which is like 10 minutes away. And that, I think, is... I think if, if you're coming out here in Thailand, I think that's definitely something that you should help look into because that'll teach you about you know developing your mental your mental intelligence, your mental strength, and that, that'll go far in your, in your life. Forever. Yeah, I don't think I ever want to do it again. <laughs> but that really did teach me a lot. I got a lot of lessons out of it. Actually, I wrote about it briefly in 12 Weeks Thailand because uh, it, it was just a big pivotal moment in my life. Uh, it's basically 
10 days you are living as a monk in a monastery uh, and you you basically don't have that much food you don't have that much sleep you don't have any input any entertainment at all no music no reading no tv nothing like and it's just you and your brain and your goal for those 10 days is to shut off your brain <laughs> and it's hard you know it's really hard i mean most people can't shut off the brain for a minute you know, I mean, try to just, you know, pause this and just meditate for five minutes and then come back to this. I, I would almost guarantee for 99% of the people, you just can't do it. I need to know? check Facebook. I need to eat. I need to do this. You know, we're always distracted. Yeah. So imagine you're going for 10 days, no talking, complete silence, just you and your mind. And it, it helps. It, it helps a lot because, you know, you're forced to be in this. You're forced in this position and you learn about yourself. You learn about your, your thoughts and how much they affect us. And especially when you're a new entrepreneur, you need to have that core belief in yourself and you need to not be afraid. When you go through this, this camp, you know, you, you learn, like I said, you learn about yourself and how to deal with these situations because life's not going to be all rainbows. You're going to have up and down. But if you have the right attitude, it can, it can help out a lot. Yeah, so it was definitely one of those things that I'm glad I did it uh, once in my life. You know, it's one of those things where there's a lot of things now that I'm glad I went through that I never want to go through again. <laughs> and But I still would recommend it to others because I learned so much from it. For sure. You know? And I think I, I wrote down the 10 life lessons that, that I learned from that mm -hmm. uh, in, in the first book. And it's one of those things that, I, you know, I should actually pull it out and review it again. Because mm -hmm. sometimes it's kind of, you know, it's easy to forget. For sure. It's invaluable. I um. It, I actually was thinking about doing it again this year now that I'm living up here because it's been one, once a year. It's almost like doing a detox for your brain. You know, people go through physical detoxes. I think it's super healthy. To and do they're mental. super cheap too. Like what's, yeah. what's the cost of it here? So this one was only 2000 baht. It's all donation $60. based. $60. $60. And that includes, you know, basic living combinations, all your meals. The food actually surprisingly was good. I would always go for seconds. I probably gained weight in the retreat. <laughs> um, but yeah, you just have to bring like white clothes, but everything is, is provided and um, it's donation based. So 2000 baht, $60. Well, well worth worth it. Yeah, the one I went to, I think it was exactly the same. It was also donation based so for 10 10 days of food accommodation you know and everything literally every single thing taken care of you know i mean you're living very basic mm -hmm. you're living a monk but mm -hmm. you know it's a, a 60 dollar donation and for 10 days i mean I, that's that's the best deal in the world yeah it's it's like i said it'll it'll help with all aspects of your life your personal relationships your business mindset you know i think and like i said that's one of the reasons why i moved out here to thailand was to work on this on the inside of myself as to the physical outside because back home in new york you know you're, you're always rushing around we don't have the time or energy to work on say listen i want to change my core belief system about who i am my negative thought patterns and you know once once you have these in place everything else will, will fall into place yeah and so the other thing that that's free out in thailand that i don't know if a lot of people know about is that all the tattoos i have on, on my back and on my chest and my arm mm -hmm. These are all free. Really? Yeah. There's oh, a, I know. Yeah, that. there's a uh, a monastery uh, in about an hour outside of Bangkok that gives you that is basically donation based as well. <laughs> they just give you free tattoos. <laughs> I didn't know you went out there. What uh, Prabang was it? What Prab? I can't, I can't pronounce it. Prabang. Yeah, something. they got the big tattoo festival in March. Okay. Yeah. You know, what? I, I'm I've been meaning to go out to that one year. I want to go check it out too. Where, so there's a every year there's a um, a tattoo festival where everyone who has ever gotten a tattoo there is supposed to go back once a year. And I mean, there's like thousands of people uh, with their shirts off and they chant and just like release like the, 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 animal, energy, the, animal, the animal spirit, spirit that yeah. you are. So if you have a tiger on your back, the ti you know, the tiger spirit comes out. If you have an elephant, you know, the elephant energy comes out. And I, I, I've seen videos of it. I've seen a documentary and it looks insane. So yeah. I would love to go out there for that. Sure. We should definitely, I'm, I'm down. I got a monkey, so maybe I'll turn into a monkey. You, might, you never know. <laughs> All right, so let's let's wrap up this episode. Uh, if you guys want any of this kind of information, uh, Chris's blog is journeytoeightlimbs.com. Uh, this is episode 49 of the Travel Like a Boss podcast. If you look at the show notes for that, I'll have links to uh, basically everything that we talked about, uh, as well as uh, a photo and did I mention, what else did I mention? I mentioned my books. So if you want to read, I have two books now. The first is called 12 Weeks in Thailand. That one's all about Muay Thai, MMA, a little bit about scuba diving. Uh, it has a chapter in there about the meditation camp, uh, chapter in there about the tattoos. And basically it's it's called The Good Life on the Cheap. So it's, you know, story, you know version one of, of Johnny, four years of living out here, you know, going through all that. Um, and you know what? It's more written like a guidebook to Thailand. Uh, but if you have any interest in coming to Thailand, we just want to know that, first part of the story read that book 
my new book that just came out, it's called Life Changes Quick. And that's about this last year uh, journey of discovering the digital nomad community, discovering CrossFit, uh, discovering, you know, the paleo diet and really sticking to it. And, you know, basically how I went from, you know, having a pretty comfortable life to deciding, you know what, this it's time for a new chapter. And now I need to actually make some real money. I actually want a real relationship now. I actually want to get in shape now. I want to start traveling outside of Thailand. Mm-hmm. And this book is, is how I did it. Awesome. It's definitely an inspiration, man. Like like I said, you're probably one of my role models, you know, that I always, I've always looked to and to help set me goals. It's, it's Thank you for sharing that, Johnny. Your, well, thank your journey. you for coming out and uh, be on the podcast. So peace out, guys. And I'll see you next week. Awesome. Thanks, Johnny. Thank you for listening to the Travel Like a Boss podcast. If you want to hear more, including the bonus, how to choose the perfect niche episode, join our mailing list at travellikeabosspodcast.com. See you next week. And remember, if you want to travel like a boss, you need to be your own boss. So start your online business today and start living the lifestyle you've always dreamed of.